It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPICS for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. Marinero, the Sick Podcast, brought to you by my bookie. Use code SICKPICKS for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. You can place your bets on mybookie.ag. And joining me today to talk Montreal Canadiens is a man that I have known for a very, very long time. He's covered the Canadiens for a very long time, and he talks Montreal Canadiens hockey on Global TV Montreal. Brian Wild, how you doing, bud? I am great. It's great to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing extremely well. Dominic Ducharme era. Glass half full or glass half empty? Because (laughs) last night, they lost to the Winnipeg Jets 4-3 in overtime. They picked up a point, but then again, it's going to a team that they're going to be competing for a playoff spot with. So under Ducharme, a 6-3 loss in Winnipeg, Winnipeg, a 2-1 overtime loss, um, a win versus the Ottawa Senators by a score of 3-1. And a 4-3 overtime loss. Half full or half empty? Oh, man, that's a hard question right off the bat, bud. Um, For me, I don't even want to say just yet. I mean, there are some things that are good. You know, there's more puck support. I like that. He's making some decisions in overtime 3-3 and that are a little bit better. But the glass is also half empty, too, isn't it? Because in some ways, you're still confounded by certain things like what is Shea Weber doing out in overtime? What is Ben Sherratt doing out in overtime? Uh, why is Jasperi Kotkaniemi still getting 13 minutes? Why is the guy who's got 22 minutes still playing 22 minutes when he hasn't scored in over a calendar year with a goalie in the net? So, I mean, there's some things that you're still pretty confounded about, but there's some things that you're still, you know, saying, all right, Here's a guy that's making some changes, and the changes are working. Like the power plays four for eight, yeah. so the glass is out full there. So I don't know. <laughs> Whatever mood you're in of the day maybe decides if it's full or empty. I'll tell you what I loved on Thursday night. I love the fact that Canadians outshot the Jets. I love the fact yeah. that the Canadians had more than 30 shots, that they kept the Jets to under 30 shots, that the Canadians only took two penalties, that the Canadians killed off both penalties, that the Canadians scored on their own only power play that the Canadians showed character coming back after being down 2 nothing and scoring a goal to tie up the game with about a minute and a half left in the game when they pulled the goalie. I loved all of that. See and then the overtime happened. Guy. Well, oh, then the overtime you. happened, and I, I, <laughs> I started hitting my head against the wall, and yeah. today I'm upset again because yeah. 
You know, last week on Saturday, you played the Jets. The game went to overtime. They put on the line of Stashney, Connor, and Ehlers. And you, Donna Ducharme, countered with Dano, or you put your Dano first with Armia and Petrie. They put out their line. It lasted less than 30 seconds. And Yoel Armia was not very good at it. I take a, I look at it this way. First, I, this is my school of thought here. Three on three is not five on five. It's a different game, almost like a game of pond hockey. Number don't one. Even th- don't even think in terms of how everything else went before it. Correct. And, That's and how different it is. That's what I think you need three on three. You need speed. You need skill. You need goal scoring. You need IQ. Uh, and, and those are, uh, you know, and, and someone who holds on to the puck. Yoel Armia is only really good at puck possession in all those categories. I can't believe he put Armia out there for two shifts on the three on three after what happened on Saturday night. That's why I'm upset. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with any of that. You know, when it comes to the overtime being three and three, as you just said, the Canadians are never going to really excel at that. That is a track meet. That's Usain Bolt out there. And the owners of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, and, and they got out in Vancouver, they got Horvat and Pedersen, and, you know, in, in, every, in Winnipeg, they got six guys that they can put out who are probably better, and I don't know if I can list all six if I tried, but you're going to help me if I forget one. But you got Connor, you got Shifley. Uh, keep going. Wheeler, you, know, you, you got yeah, Dubois. you got you got Wheeler, you got Dubois. They, you got the uh, guy played in Halifax that I forgot is the sixth one. Um, Eaters. No. So, right. So you got six guys there that are probably better than you know any of the six at three on three overtime that the Canadians could put out there today. Yeah. So I mean, it's a track meet, and they do not have the track meet stars, but they still got to go out and try to win the game because that's the purpose. You already earned the yeah. one point; they can't take it from you. Okay, so, yeah, I said granted, but the team that has the better players doesn't always win games, right? And that's the beauty of professional sports. But Absolutely, but over it. the long run, over the yeah. long run, it's, you know, it's a track meet. Yeah, and you're but gonna just need think about it if you're, Brian, if you're Brendan Gallagher, and you've oh, led this yeah. team in goal scored for the last three years, and you're sitting on the bench, and you have an A on your jersey, and you see Yol Armia out there for two shifts, and... Sherrod and Weber on defense. You got it. And and you're watching the other team who's got three forwards out there continuously. I mean, uh, you can have a debate whether or not Brendan Gallagher is an ideal three-on-three player. You can have that debate. But you can't debate that the Canadians don't have a better chance to win the game three-on-three with a Gallagher instead of an Armia, instead of a Weber, and instead of a Sherrod. Come on, man. Dominic Ducharme. Plus ça change, plus c'est pareil. What are you doing, man? Come on. Yeah, that's that's uh, you know, and if you're Gallagher too, you've been the goal top goal scorer for a long time. You've been a consistent performer, and like you said, I don't even know what the blueprint is there that he seemed to have gotten blackballed. I, I don't know why he got blackballed, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's a he's a tenacious guy. He'll be a puck winner. It's not like he's slow. Uh, yeah. I I don't understand why he got blackballed in overtime at all and i don't understand why shea weber's not blackballed he was in the overtime in the attacking corner at one point and you're going oh my god that's 200 feet back where he's going to be you know 40 yeah, feet shy and it's he should not be out there it's, yeah. it's just not hockey for him so i mean i guess you always hope like you know we're basically reporters and fans and you know just guys that watch the game and try to be students of the game and intelligent and, you know, but we're not head coaches ourselves. But, Tony, we say to ourselves, well, how come, you know, how come little old me can figure out that Shea Weber in a speed merchant game shouldn't be out there? Why? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so then the answer to that is very yeah. obvious, isn't it? You know the answer to that, Tony? It's hierarchy. Yeah. 
And it takes guts. Yeah. It takes courage as a head coach to say, you know what? I'm throwing out the hierarchy because we need to win some hockey games. Yeah. And if I'm not going to have the courage to throw out hierarchy, which is no I don't care what the hierarchy is. No Weber three on three. I don't care what the hierarchy is. No shots. I don't care what the hierarchy is. Brett Kulak's a better skater. He needs to be out there. Romanov is the only guy that's really two-way along with Petrie. So you say to yourself, I have to have a defenseman. The three defensemen should be outside of the hierarchy. They should be Romanov, Kulak, and Petrie. So what's so what's the hard thing there? It's the thing we don't understand as reporters, yeah. journalists, fans. And it's the thing that in the room, the head coach has to go up to a guy like Shea and say, you know, you're getting a little older now, eh? You're not as fast as you used to be. And I'm going to have to do something really hard, and you're going to want to punch me in the face. I got, a, I got a pretty good idea. Why don't you do this? Yeah. You played with a line of Dano, Gallagher, and Tatar. Yeah. Right? Put them out there. You played yeah. with a line of Suzuki, Drouin, and Toffoli. Put them out there. Mm-hmm. You played with a Yesperi, Kakanyemi. Right? And maybe you're looking at his line mates and you're saying, I'm not so sure. Why don't you put Kakanyemi with Byron and Romanov? Romanov played a three-on-three earlier in the season. He was absolutely unbelievable. I think it was the game in Toronto on opening night. We haven't seen him since. And he used to do it in Russia all the time. Yeah. He and used he, to do it in Russia all the time. He had a little On a bigger of, rink. On a bigger rink. Bigger I mean, the guy can skate. He headmans the puck. Uh, but that's hierarchy. That's hierarchy. So, like, the veteran is looking at Ducharme in that moment and going, that rookie's out there instead of me? That's a hard thing for a coach that's even a veteran coach, not a new coach. So if anybody's asking me why is this happening for things that we can see so easily, Tony, that's the answer. He's not comfortable enough to walk up to Shea Weber just yet and say, you can't play. You're not good at this. But he should be, and I'm going to tell you why. You ready? And now listen to this. This is the secret. This is even a bigger secret than the uh, than the than the caramel bar. Okay. What's your secret? Dominic Ducharme has more power now than he probably ever will coaching behind the bench. Mark Bergevin just put him there a week ago. He's not yeah. going to fire him a week later. This That's is the moment point. when he has the most power. It's time for him to assume himself. I'm Tony yeah. Marinaro. He's Brian Wilde of Global Television Montreal. He's wearing a hoodie. So am I. But I have to tell you. That if you go to sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more, use code SICKHOODIES15 for 15% off on all hoodies. You're going to end up finding hoodies of your favorite sports teams, officially licensed apparel. They are absolutely beautiful, Brian, just beautiful. Now, I have to get to this. Jonathan Bernier of Le Journal de Montréal came out with a piece in Friday's edition of Le Journal de Montréal where he detailed some of the conversation between Montreal Canadiens general manager Mark Bergevin and former Montreal Canadiens goalie coach Stefan Waite. So Jonathan Bernier and Stefan Waite had a discussion, and Stefan Waite says that um, Mark Bergevin walked into his loge at the third period, during the third period, at the beginning of the third period, or when it was going to start, I don't know. He walked into his loge and he told them, It's time for me to make a change, and I'm relieving you of your duties. And Stefan Waite looked at him and said, like, you're joking, right? You're kidding. And he looked at him like he wasn't kidding, and he went on to talk about the inconsistencies from Carey Price over the past couple of years and just said, that's it. And it was. it's also reported that Mark Bergevin said, 
if Kerry doesn't get back on track, I'm going to be the next one to lose my job. Now, look, we all thought that that was the case, and we all believe that. But to see it that it was actually, or to hear that it was actually said, to see it actually printed, it's really something, though, isn't it, Brian? Yeah, it's, you know, it is something, but it, it is, at the same time, if you've been thinking about something for a long time, the moment that you can kind of feel the spark to actually do it, it can come at, you know, at any time. You know, like yeah. if it was like completely impulsive and he had never thought of it in his mind and then suddenly blurted that out, then I would say that's kind of crazy. But if it's something that he's had on his mind for a long time, the moment that you actually have the, you know, like that one instance where the courage hits you to actually do and say, and, you know, like, have you ever had something on your mind for like, you you got to talk to your wife about something and it's just been bugging you for a while and it's nagging at you and then something she says, and then you say it. And that's, you know, that's kind of how it works. And so I'm not that troubled. I like most people in the media are way more troubled about this than me. And I'm not really that troubled about it because I think it had to be done because I look at it from a risk reward, Tony. And yeah. from the risk side, he's been like 890 apart from three weeks in the bubble for like too long. You know, oh, no, no, you're listen. Uh, Brian, you know, you're and ready. from the reward side, yeah. it, can you go lower than 890? Yeah. 885 maybe, you know, so what's the risk? But if somebody new can be a voice that changes things for him, Maybe that new voice and a new thing sees something different that the old guy hadn't seen anymore, that had been there so long, or maybe the message just isn't getting through anymore, but whatever. But the upside, the reward yeah. feels like it could be 915. And the risk feels like 890 could go to 885. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I love the move. I love the move. Listen, um, I love the move. Yeah, the it was a little strange, but yeah going to care about that in four months well here's the deal i have no problem that they fired stefan wade he's been there since 2013 and carrie price has been way too inconsistent but it tells us everything we already knew right that if carrie price's numbers were jake allen's numbers in top 10 and allen's numbers were price's numbers then he's not firing him no the only thing is the canadians 10.5 you got 10.5 million in that guy tony the canadians must be livid at this news coming out though because yeah look Carey Price gives up a bad goal with a minute and a half left in the second period. And, and Mark Bergevin goes in and fires him to start yeah. the third. It yeah. looks like it's reactionary. Now, it, it may does. have been. Look, I'm sure he thought about it. I'm sure it was discussed. But I think maybe that goal was the straw that broke the camel's back. And at that point, he said, you okay, know, this is it. And if it was a straw, is that okay? To me, it's okay. It's okay with me, too. And, I you still know, like I just finished it. saying, there's always a moment in time that something happens. Brian, you know I, mean? I still it wouldn't have done it courage. after. I still wouldn't have done it after a period. It's the Montreal Canadiens. They could have waited to the next day the way they waited to the next yeah, day. Can I, can, I can I counterpoint? In 30 seconds. Some, sure. Here's my counterpoint on that. Do you think that um, the uh, everyone on the team is bothered by when it happened? Like, do you think Brendan Gallagher no. is sitting over there and saying he's no. bothered? Do you no. think uh, Ducharme is bothered? No. Okay. Uh, who's left? You don't want that going around the league. It's the Montreal ah, Canadiens. Okay, so from that vaunted Canadian stance, yeah. yeah, they didn't meet up to these uh, standards that we give them. But I don't think anybody who matters, the guys that are responsible for wins going forward, I don't yeah. think anybody's bothered. And if if they're not bothered, I'm not bothered. 
Well, if I'm going to get fired one day, I hope it doesn't happen two-thirds of the way into my show. I'd rather it happen at the end of my well, show. Well, then, then don't work in Vancouver. <laughs> it's the Sick Podcast. I'm Marinaro. He's Brian Wild. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Sick Podcast. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPIX for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid.